Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Hope you got your college football fix. Ohio State 49 nothing at the half. Because um, we're not going to talk any of that in the next two hours. <laughs> no, no. No. We're going to go. How you doing, pal? I'm doing okay. Going a little congested. Weird. And not sick. Nothing yeah, else. Oh, just my congested. God. Here we go. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, today, and you know, took all the... All, I can't take decongestants because of heart meds and stuff like that. Oh. So you have to take other things. That, sure, yeah. sure. But, um, but like, uh, no, you, no, you, none you, of that? no, 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 I never do any of that stuff. I never have, which is amazing. You grew up in the seventies. How did I miss you? Never. Well, because it's like an I, asteroid coming toward earth. How did you escape that? Because I didn't do things that were illegal. Like most everybody else. I, I'll find something you did illegal and it won't take me long. Well, but speeding, we won't get other than speeding. Okay. So while that's okay. there, you're yeah, already, that's, done. you're yeah, already, yeah, done. but then again, everybody does. The cops would wave to me when I was going 72 down the expressway. They'd like hit the horn and wave. They, flow of traffic. They baby. weren't telling me to Just slow down. Flow yeah. of traffic. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, everything's good. Um, it's um, it's not bad outside. I'm going to a, a birthday party for my next door neighbor today. Uh, he's going to be 50. So um, I found a, had a 50th birthday card I found. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. And it's actually supposed to be a nicer night. I think we'll be outside. Which is fine. It, it's really, really nice outside. And um, tonight, we just you know, he's got a nice fire pit. Fire we'll pit, that's all you there. have to do. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, you know, nothing worse than trying to uh, work the fire pit during the summer when it's 90. Yeah, it's I, just no use. No. fall. T- uh, the, the fall is the perfect time. Hey, I went to the gas station today. 20 cents drop in price. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You didn't have, like, a coupon or anything? No, or, no. Because I have... Uh, no, I, it was, it was uh, 54. That's not bad. It dropped twenty cents. That's overnight. not bad. Yeah, I went to um, I, I I go to Thornton's or Speedway. Those are the two I go to. Yeah, so those every, are those are the ones that are good for lower than average. And every week, Thornton's has a ten cents off per gallon, which you think is a big deal. And then you, when you when you get eleven gallons of gas, you go, okay, I saved a dollar ten. It's like. Okay, right. so what's the point? Well, I mean, you why are we so bitching about? Gl- I know you've got a guzzling V eight yeah. like I do a yeah. Hemi. Yeah. You got to throw some gas in there. It saved me probably about twelve bucks. That's that's a lot. Thirteen bucks yeah. today. That yep. was all right. That's but then I bad. went to the post office. That was a problem. I have to ask you something, uh-huh. Sean. Chime in if you uh, if you have a feeling on this. Either way, are you one of those people that when you mail out something, the stamps have to make sense to the season? No, no. I go the opposite way. I said, me too. Because me I, too. Chris- I will put a popsicle. I will put a popsicle stamp on a letter that I mail in January. Yeah, it's wrong, but I'll do it. I have because Christmas I bought stamps. it. Right. I have Christmas I put stamps. Christmas all stamps year long. in July. Yep. Okay, uh-huh. so I'm I in. Think it's cool. I'm in. I mean, well, we're contrarian. <laughs> it's cool to be contrarian. Yes. I'm in the line. I, I was pushing time today. I'm in the line at the post office, and uh, a grown ass man with uh, Grinch. Pajama pants on. First of all, don't leave the house with that stuff. You never should, no. Is, and secondly, it's too early for uh-huh. Grinch pants. Okay. He is asking, eh, you know, do you have Star Wars stamps? No. Hmm. 
T-Rex stamps, Tyrannosaurus Rex stamps? No. He's like, can I see what you have? She brought out the menu. While you're waiting. While right. I'm waiting. Yeah, I, I and he's shopping for stamps. Yeah. Now, I know it's a different problem because that's a stamp geek, and they should buy only online or something like that. But then I, I got to think, do people really care that much? about the stamps and what they represent according to the season, because that's the way they're made. Yeah. And I wonder if people go out of their way to say, oh, I don't have a Christmas stamp. Uh-huh. I will put a Popsicle on a Christmas card and send it. Yeah, I don't care. Just because I can. They'll ask me. And, and right now, there's a major- There's at least half the people listening saying, post office, stamps, who mails anything anymore? Well, there are some things. Look, I, w- yeah. I, I would try to avoid it if I could. Well, listen, I've, I've got a similar situation. I have seven checks with my current address on it. Now, I'm trying to debate, will those seven checks last until I move? Or do I have to get <laughs> hey, another book hey, of hey, checks? Hey, I'll tell you something right now. Supply chain, baby, you better get another book of checks. I know. I'm thinking I might have to because slowly but surely. I think I'm on uh, 17 is the the last two numbers. I think I have up to 25. You know, you know what you should do? Go get temporary checks. Yeah, I know. I can And do just that. blow through those so you don't have to order another book. Yeah. I'm going to order just one book, I think, just in case. And then I'll go check crazy and have some left. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, because I know I'm moving. I'm building a house. And I, I said, I don't want to have to do this. And then I have all these checks to throw away. So I'll see. I think I can order just one book. And that's 25. And you know, it won't be too, I'm too bad. I'm t- telling you. Temporary yeah. checks. They're I can, free. I know. I They're can get free. them. Yeah. They're I've got free. some, I think. And then you just got to write in the check, I mean, uh, the routing numbers so and all the other stuff. if anybody gets a Christmas card from me, yeah. count on not having the correct seasonal stamp on it. You still okay? send out Christmas cards? No. Okay. I'm being a smart ass. No, I've got a ton. And I've got a million because my wife was big on sending Christmas cards, but she stopped about five years ago. So now we've got stacks of Christmas cards left. And I don't feel like I should throw them away. I should, there should be somewhere I can go to donate Christmas cards. You think maybe? I don't yeah. know. You think there, so? It, I would. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because then begin if you you know you don't want to go to like Goodwill or Amvets because then they're going to have stamps. You can shoot fish in a barrel and just make them out to all of us and throw them in our mailbox. Oh, wait, we, we don't, don't have, have mail, mailboxes. No, there's no mailboxes. <laughs> Unless nobody does it anymore. They just send them. They send you a little no, no. Look, on Thanksgiving morning, I get, I get messages from my seven buddies. Happy Thanksgiving. And, you know, or a text. And then the yeah. phone just keeps, phone just keeps yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Everything. It's like, damn. The first person did it and it's early. Now they all have to follow up. It's like, well, you don't need to. That's okay. Right. Not right. necessary. Yeah, not at all. Um, you know, we're talking, and I was actually kind of like lollygagging here because Chicago, the women of Chicago are trying to win a second championship for the city. The Chicago Sky won a championship. Now the Red Stars are trying to work on They're that. trying, and I thought at the end of the first half, there was a possibility that things would go well because they scored right at the end of the first half against Washington. The game's being played in Louisville. They're now going to, because it's a championship game, sometimes I'm not sure if they're going to go to overtime or if they're going to go to a shootout. But I think it's probably an overtime. And uh, so the Chicago Red Stars and the Washington Spirit tied at one. And if the women win, if the Red Stars win, it'll be their first soccer championship. And the Red Stars in the sky would be the two, 
uh, sports teams that's in awesome. Chicago that have won. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I know there's a lot of big contingent of fans travel on down there. I know ESPN Sarah Spain traveled on down. A bunch of fans are down there in Louisville. Not a bad place to go. And as soon as I walked in, you told me who that one player for the Spirit was. Yeah, Trinity Rodman. Dennis Rodman's daughter. She was, and when she was drafted, she was the youngest person to be drafted. She didn't even, she got drafted before she played any college soccer because she was that good. So she's been the big star. They've been mentioning her name all game long. And I said, I got to look it up. As soon as I looked at the TV when you were talking about it, yeah. she was drawn at the ref, just yeah. like the old man. Yeah, she was, she was, she was talking to the ref and then they see her because she's a star player. She's 19. She had six goals this year. And it's soccer, so six goals and you know is a is a lot of goals to have in a in a women's soccer league. And um, so yeah, she's playing for the Washington Spirits, the Chicago uh, Red Stars, battling. So we'll keep you up to date on that one and see if the uh, Red Stars can bring another championship to Chicago at twelve fifteen today. The Baltimore Ravens announced that they are taking their quarterback Lamar Jackson and putting him back on the injured list. He was taken off the injured list yesterday. He talked to the media yesterday. Today they put him back on the injured list with his illness, and he's questionable for tomorrow's game against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. So that's interesting because I would think they're here already, or at least really close to being here. I mean, they should be here if by not, now, if not, or not getting here. Yeah, now. if yeah. not this afternoon or something like that. So we'll see how that all goes, and you can follow it tomorrow. And today we're here till three. If we hear anything, we'll let you know. Anything else? And then don't forget, tomorrow morning, Jeff Meller's got the uh, fantasy football show at 8 o'clock. And then the pregame show with Dion Miller, Meller and Miller. They go at 10, from 10 until 12. And they'll be in Prospect Heights tomorrow at the uh, points bet in Prospect Heights from uh, 10 until 12. So they'll give you the latest and keep you up to date on that. And then tomorrow, after the Bears beat the Ravens, I say this all the time. <laughs> after the Bears beat the Ravens, then I'll be here for the postgame show. And uh, we'll be breaking it down for you. The Bears are minus a lot of guys. No um, Akeem Hicks. Are they minus a lot of points as well? Well, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Khalil Seems Mack. Seems like they should be. Khalil Mack is out for the rest for, of the season. Yeah. Um, Akeem Hicks is out. Danny Trevathan goes on IR for the rest of the year. And probably probably will not see Danny Trevathan in a Bears uniform again, I would not think. Um, and then Allen Robinson is listed as questionable. Robinson in the game against the Steelers two weeks ago, uh, on the last catch, the 39-yard catch he had in the fourth quarter, he hurt his hamstring, and he has not practiced since. So if he's not practiced since, I can't really imagine him playing tomorrow afternoon. Wouldn't make any sense. No, well, you no, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. Uh, but you know that's just the way the uh, that's just the way the Chicago Bears are. So we'll talk a lot of Bears football. We'll talk about the Bulls. The Bulls were all kinds of fun to watch last night. Um, we had a poll last week about because um, the Bulls had just come off their loss to the the Golden State Warriors and they did not look good. And we had a poll and we said of the remaining four games on the West Coast, how many will the Bulls win? And the majority of people said two. Yeah, that would be me. Pretty right in the middle. Simple. Yeah. Right in the middle. Sean, what did you say Fair last week? Do you remember? Uh, I said two. Did you? Yeah. You yeah, said two. In the games that I thought they would lose, they actually won. Which is weird. <laughs> in the game I thought they would win, they lost. Yeah. So I mean and they, they win last night. That's a good problem to have. And they played um they played the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets were without Jokic. So um 
that the Bulls had a chance, you know, going in a little bit. But people, it's funny because they kept saying, well, you know, this team doesn't have Jokic and this team doesn't have this. Well, the Bulls don't have Vucevic. And um, so without him, they're playing really small. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's been fun to watch. Last it, it night's was game, a slow start. Fun to watch. It was a slow start yesterday, but it was slowed and steady. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they caught up and they just didn't let up. They played. They played very well uh, down the stretch. And there's so many unsung heroes. You look at it. Levine had 36. DeRozan had 26. His uh, kind of an off day. His last two games for DeRozan. It's nice when you score 26 and you're having an off game. But he played so well against the Lakers and the Clippers uh, at home, basically because, um, as Stacey King kept saying, you say cop his finest. And um, DeRozan had a tremendous two games in Los Angeles. It was called the Staples Center. Now they're changing it to Crypto.com. Crypto.com so Arena many or whatever. Are upset. Yeah. It's like you forget that Staples was actually a, a sponsor name, too. Yeah. Oh, they, they're all sponsored. Yeah. Uh, they're all I know. sponsored. I know. They're all sponsored. And names. the thing is, we don't have to use those names. No. You can call them whatever you want. Yeah. Except when you have. A broadcast relationship. I was going to say, the only one we have to use is Guaranteed Rate <laughs> right, right, Field. Right, 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 right. It's Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah, I'll that, tell you something. Back, the in, play. back in the day when I was working the rock station, we called it the cell. Yeah. They hated that. Oh, I know. They hated Absolutely. that, but they couldn't do anything. I know. And for us, we, we call it the way people call it, yeah. right? Yeah. The UC. Right. They hate that. Yeah. Well, but Sylvie brought up a great point yesterday. Um. And I'm not saying he doesn't usually bring up great points. but Yes, you're inferring I'm not at all. He brought up a great point yesterday. His point was none of these places that pay the big money for for name sponsorships, they don't get the bang for their buck. Did you ever ever think, well, I'm going to the United Center, and you know what? Maybe I'll call United and get a, a flight. Or I'm going to American Airlines Arena. I think, I don't know where they are. There's a couple of them. I think Phoenix has one and some other. But you don't say, American Airlines. You know, maybe I'll call them and go <laughs> right, on vacation. Right, right. You know, like when, when people went to the Staples Center, I don't think they said, you know what, by the way, I need to get some office supplies. <laughs> and I got to go to Staples. <laughs> right. right. So that's breaking it down it. really simple. Here's the thing. Those big the corporate sponsorships are not really, right, they're not really about the average Joe or Jane that goes to the game. It's, yeah. it's like... Like bigger picture stuff. I guess. But you're right. You're right. Nobody associates. I never thought of the Staples Center until I see the logo and really think about it. Then it has something to do with office supplies. Right. Yeah. yeah the name of Staples. Staples to what? Crypto. Crypto. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's a hipper name than Staples. You think so? Well, because crypto is all the rage. It's kind of hip or whatever. But, I mean, again, you can call it whatever you want. Right. Sure. You know, people still call, uh, you know, the uh, park on the south side Comiskey. You know, some sometimes do. some do. I mean, we these don't. Are, it's or, a guaranteed, no, we guaranteed rate field. That's right. That's what, that's what we do. That's yes. why I was trying to toe the line there. But the point is, you can call it whatever you want. Tomorrow, if they sell the rights to Soldier Field, people will never use that, the ordinary fans. They just won't. Right. You know what I think is a connection to? If you have a legendary play-by-play guy, mm-hmm. it's stuck in your head. That name, right? So when it changes, it's like I can't, I can't get it out of my head. Right? That's what I've heard. And, and, my and entire that's and that is that is the 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 rule of branding, right? Yeah. yeah. You just you just brand it, brand it, brand it until it is stuck in people's heads and they can't get rid of it. I was talking to my girlfriend. And I said, "Had you ever seen a concert at the Allstate Arena?" She goes, "Allstate Arena? Where's that?" 
I said the Horizon. She oh, goes, he's been oh, Allstate yeah. for so long. I know. I but know. it's funny. I, I was just talking to uh, my daughter, and I said, oh, it's at that place. I can't think of the name. It's an insurance thing. It's the old Rosemont Horizon. My daughter's young, obviously. And she's like, the what? The Ro-? I'm like, yeah, that's what it used to be called. Right. But, uh, and then I'm like, ah. Yeah. Allstate, Allstate that's Arena. It. That's it. Yeah, the reason it's it came, been that way for the a reason while. it came up is because I went to see Genesis the other day. We'll talk about We're that. We're going to have to get a review on. Yeah, that. we'll talk about that first. Look, before we break, let's go to Buffalo Grove and Brian. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, hey Brian. Brian. Hey boys, how are you? Another Good. one would be called the uh, Sears Tower, where everybody calls the Sears Tower, and now it's called the Willis Tower. Yeah, right, right, right. I never used that. No. Never used it. I mean, and the John Hancock isn't even the same thing anymore. No, it's not. I can't remember what it's called, but it's hey, not. Quick question. Yeah. Quick question for you guys. If, if uh, Danny Trebazin's going to be on the injured reserve list for the end of the year, and you just made a comment where you don't think he's going to be in a Bears uniform for uh, next year, why is it the Bears just don't try to cut bait with him now and get somebody up from the practice squad that can actually do something? Well, you know what they did do? They brought, um, they signed Cassius Marsh to a regular deal, and um, they did bring in Bruce Irvin to, um, because they need an edge rusher. So, um, but I'm looking here. His contract was up. This is his, he had a uh, 3.625 million option bonus due 2021. That's this year. So I'm pretty sure that they're, they could cut him now, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, appreciate the call. It says Trevathan signed a three year deal with the Bears um, in 2020. So maybe I'm wrong here. Trevathan receives 13.625 million guaranteed for signing. A guarantee consists of his 20 and 21 base salaries and a $4 million signing bonus and 3.625 million option bonus due in 2021. Another option bonus is due in 2020. But, um, so if, according to this, I would think his contract is, is over. So they could probably get him, get rid of him now. And save money. We'll take a closer look at this. I'm sure there's some contract experts out there that can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Fred and Xander, you want to jump on in? 312-332-3776. Red Stars and Washington still tied at one in overtime. We'll keep you up to date on that. See if Chicago gets another championship. We'll talk Bulls. We get into some Bears stuff. Again, Lamar Jackson back on the injured list as he is listed as um, questionable for the contest. And... Um, as we're talking, Washington scores, but it's not a fi- it's not a sudden death. So the um, Chicago Red Stars still have time unless they've changed the rules for just this game. Uh, Washington has a two one lead in the uh, what, soccer rules are fluid. Then oh, very fluid. Every <laughs> league can make the rules the way they want them. Three one two three three two three seven seven six here on ESPN one thousand. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000. We take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So, we can go a couple different directions. We can go Bulls or we can go Bears. Uh, we're here till 2.30 and we can... Uh, we can get it for you as much as possible. We've got a poll for the Bulls, as you mentioned. We have yeah. one for the Bears, too. Yeah. Let's kind talk about ridiculous. the Bears one because, yeah. because I, when I first heard this, I just laughed. And, and <laughs> it to, is laughable. To be real honest, I didn't want to hear any more about it. And then I saw that you had the idea. And you know what? We can talk about it because... It, <sighs> Look, it's, it's more fantasy uh-huh. than reality. For right. sure, it's not a fantasy I would have, but or any. Well, most but it's fantasy yeah. in the in in the sense right. that it's not going to happen. But no. a Chicago alderman said 
<laughs> actually said, hey, what if we buy the Bears? Yeah. What? And then Mayor Lightfoot said, hey, why not? And and then, of course, they have no idea what the Bears are worth. No. Don't we have an issue with revenue in the city yeah, already? Like four billion. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all ridiculous. But a ridiculous poll we threw up on uh, ESPN on Twitter. A Chicago city alderman proposed this week that the city buy the Bears, as I stated. What would be the worst case scenario? This is up on Twitter. ESPN 1000. McCaskies keep the team or Chicago buys and uh, sells shares to fans. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a the whole fantasy. Thing is crazy. But but what would be the worst case scenario? Yeah. Remember, this is kind of like a you're shooting for the worst. Uh-huh. So jump on there if you if you want to have a little fun. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lamar Jackson now back on the injured list as with an illness. Uh, again, it's um, not COVID. They they talked about. He did talk to the media yesterday. He was taken off the list. He got put back on it this afternoon. And uh, the Bears and Ravens go a, a noon kickoff tomorrow. Uh, and I'm excited. I don't know about anybody. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this offense after they had success in the second half against Pittsburgh. You saw um, Justin Fields throwing the ball. You saw him, you know, getting it to different receivers. You saw him. They found the tight ends. It's such a nice thing that they've actually found tight ends. The uh, the guys that people have been throwing to for decades, and the Bears never found them. Uh, now they've been throwing to not only. Uh, Cole Komet, who had his biggest game of the, as a pro, but also they found Jimmy Graham down the scene. They did. That was nice to see. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Our guy Bob's out of the road. Bob, what's up? Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. You know, if I don't talk to you, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, early. you too. You know, I'm, I'm I'm so busy with my business. I don't know I'll be able to get you on a Wednesday or Thursday next uh, the next week. Okay. So we'll start out with the Ravens, the Bears can do this. If they stack the box, you're going to need to put five, maybe six in the box, you know, maybe spy the sixth guy and run him in and do what the do what the Dolphins did to the Ravens, and you got a chance. Here's the catch. You can't have defensive penalties, Mr. Quinn. You need to know where you're at. <laughs> you can't do this. You cannot beat yourself. You beat yourself, this game's going to be over very, very quickly. One of the things I was really inspired about, and I would like to see the Bears do more of this. I'm going to bring you back to, the, to a play with the Steelers. You, the ball was snapped to Fields. Fields stepped back a little bit and executed beautifully. This play, they passed the ball off to uh, Mooney, and he ran it in for a touchdown. I couldn't believe it was the Bears actually executing a play properly. I'd like to see some more of this, that sort of thing. And like you said, spread the ball around a little bit more. But we can't have false starts. We can't have any of the penalties. Do a little bit more more of that. And also, when they're down in the red zone, throw the ball to Jimmy Graham. You might get some, you know, you might catch, you know, get a touchdown, God forbid. Yep. And then I also have to ask, ask you guys a question. We've seen this in Green Bay, and now we saw it in Pittsburgh. How much do referees cost these days? Never mind. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so then we'll move on to the second game with Detroit. This could be a trap game. As I thought about this, this Detroit team is playing pretty well. You know, they just don't know how to finish and score touchdowns. I'd be a little careful about that if I was the Bears. And, uh, you know, execute and if Fields progresses and executes better, it should be okay. Anyways, I did hear the interview with Mr. Pierce about uh, 
Bill Pierce today. That was terrific. I was a good friend of uh, Bill Pierce. I hope he gets into the Hall of Fame, and I know you do too, Fred. Yep. Guys, happy Thanksgiving again. Have a great day, and thanks. Sounds Talk good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, happy Bob. Thanksgiving. Bear fan Bob in the interview with Billy about, Pierce. Yeah, you was, know what? His daughter uh-huh. was my grade school teacher. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Mrs. Pierce. Very Miss cool. Pierce. Yeah. Oh, yes. So the interview must have been on. You I remember the song Hot for Teacher? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the interview must have been on the White Sox Weekly this Yeah, it was. Okay. So I did not get a chance to hear White Sox Weekly, but you can go back and I can listen to it on the way home because you just get the ESPN Chicago app. It's great. You can go to White Sox Weekly, which is a little bit further down on the list. I know that I heard Connor McKnight this week talking about it as um, they were were promoting, I think it was uh, Jay Hood, was promoting the ESPN Chicago app. When you go to it, unless you change it so it doesn't start playing live, it will play live immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can pick the show. You can go to Cap and Jay Hood. You can listen to Waddle and Sylvie. You can listen to Carmen Yurko. If you want to listen to me and Xander, you got to go to where it says other ESPN other additional apps or podcasts, right. and then look and find us yes. and check the we're date. There. But we're there. You can find us. You can find the uh, college um, Chicago's college tailgate. All those things. So I'm on my way home. I got something to listen to now. Listen to uh, White Sox Weekly on the way home. See. It's going to be the next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting with baseball because we're going to find out if baseball is going to go on strike, if they're going to lock the players out, right. what they're going to do exactly. They've got the, um, uh, the collective bargaining agreement. Right. And it's important on. to remind people uh, because when, when you say lockout, it just automatically sounds like a work stoppage. And that could happen if it gets to the point of spring training. Right. But they will lock people out December 1. But that really doesn't affect the game no, unless it goes far. Yeah. So when we say lockout, just everybody be aware that it could be locked out, but it's more of a an office administration thing yeah. until the season starts. Right. And hopefully, and, and nobody's really anticipating that it will go that far. Yeah. 312-332-3776. We have a poll up about the Bulls. We'll get to that. We'll take your Bears calls. 312-332-3776. You can get to me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner and him. Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle. We get right back to you and your phone calls after this on ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. This is Chicago's home for sports. The Washington Spirit leading the Red Stars two to one. We talked about Rodman starter. You, you said earlier the rules keep changing. Yeah, well, this one they kept the same. It's two oh, it is. two okay. fifteen minute overtimes after the uh, ninety minutes. So two fifteen, uh, fifteen or ten. I got to see the clock again. Of course, they took the clock down. Um, yeah, so this this was probably fifth, two two overtime periods. So it's not sudden death. And then if it's still tied after that, then they go to. And you're a kicks. soccer fan, yeah. But I, so yeah, I'm but wondering. I haven't I'm, watched any any women's soccer. Okay, because I was going to say maybe that is one of the issues with soccer that things are kind of fluid. 
Not, not usually. Okay. But, you know, for a couple of years there, even in the World Cup, they had this golden goal where if you scored Can a goal you imagine in overtime. imagine in baseball all of a sudden these, oh, wait, that is actually happening. Yeah, Never it mind. happens all the time. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep you up to that. And the, the goal that Washington scored was from Kelly O'Hara, a nice header on a pass from Trinity Rodman. Radman's daughter, who's like a 19 and like one a big star in the league. So that's very cool. Let's go to Old Town and George. George, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, George. I don't like to talk about Major League Baseball striking. I mean, next year, the economy is going to be fragile. I think they should come together. Uh, you know, people got to start working. People got to eat food. Uh, you know, a global recession, COVID in Europe is bad. Uh, they got to be. They got to be grown ups and come together. We can't everybody just disagree. Well, George, I think that they they will. It's not anticipated to go longer. It's just anticipated to create a little sense of urgency. Well, I hope so. I yeah. really do. Well, I yeah. think, and then what you know, what Reinsdorf Reinsdorf mentioned that stuff usually doesn't get done till it has to. And um, that's not like my homework when I was a kid. Yeah, that's not necessarily incorrect. Um, They're probably holding out as long as they can. But I agree with you. They they can't they can't have a work stoppage. I mean, not after everything that we've gone through as a nation over the last couple of years. You know, they should just look at each other and say, come on. guys." Even Rob Manfred said, you know, 1994 wasn't fun. Yeah. So, well. You know, I, George, I don't know about you, but I, I could look for another, a better commissioner than Rob Manfred. No, oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Hey, I'm just giving him credit. No, no, no. You know, he I deserves know. a little if he. I, I don't know. No, maybe he not. never okay. deserves any never credit. Mind. Yeah, George, after after what, you know, we've seen it with baseball, you, you, you love to be able to see regular spring training, your regular season starting on time. You know, I know they're working on some of these certain rules. I heard Jesse talk about it, but uh, I just want the game back and not with not with a hold. Because every time there's a stoppage, George, there's always people that say, "I'll never come back to the game." That we had to listen to those people for a long time. We're suckers. We always come back, George. Yeah, there's enough people out of work right now. Yeah. I mean, we don't need more people out of work. Right. We need people right. getting back to work and working together. Yeah, and you're right too, George. Appreciate the and call. Common sense prevails. The thing that George says too is, and when you know, initially when he says, you know, too many people out of work, you immediately think, you know, he, we're talking about baseball, we're talking about players, owners, and things like that. No, there's support staff. Oh my God, the the part, the people in the parking lots, the people that are the ushers, and all that stuff. All the people, all those people, all the people, ticket sales people, everybody. Trust me, you don't want a shortage in people parking cars. That's no. what I ran into in Milwaukee yeah. this year. Yeah. I spent a whole show bitching about it. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. but uh, and, and and that's the thing because, you know, people are just getting back to work. People are just trying to figure things out. And, um, yeah, you don't need that. Hey, and, a work stoppage means neither side is making money. Right. That's why they – I mean, that's the common denominator, right? That's why it can't go on any longer than it needs to. And Reinsdorf is right. You know what? There's a little heat cranked up, get things done at the last minute, and uh, hopefully we will be, you know, business as usual. Yeah, yeah. 312-332-3776. We're keeping an eye on the Red Stars. They got they better get to work. They need to get a goal here in the second overtime in order to uh, at least get to a, sh- a uh, penalty kicks um, for the um, the women's championship in soccer. We'll keep an eye on that. They're playing in Louisville. Yeah, they're playing in Louisville. And uh, I've not been there. And I've not been a bourbon guy until I went to Carmen's Bourbon and Bacon thing. It, that's and it that's what it happened after all the bourbon I've been talking to you on, on yeah. and off the air. No. And I'm still not, you know, I wouldn't buy a bottle. I'm telling you it, right now. It would take me decades to finish it. I'm telling you right now. Weller Reserve. Yeah. Green Label. 
Hard to find, not expensive. You have to know somebody. I think you may know I know somebody. Carmen. I know. That's I know we saying. all know Carmen. Let's go to uh, Elgin and Andrew. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Andrew. Hey there. Hey, guys. Happy Saturday. I'm feeling great. How are you guys feeling? It's all good. Well. Yeah, real nice. What's up? Yeah, I just want to say uh, I feel like you guys are very lucky to talk about Chicago sports and to live in the greatest city in the world, even if you don't live there. I love Chicago. So, like, what I have to say right now is I'm so excited to be a Bulls fan right now. Like, yeah. I believe in this team. I believe in the culture, the style of play, the athletic bodies running through the floor up and down the court every night. And then at the same time, I know the Bears have a 3-6 and six losing record, but I, I, I really love Justin Fields. I feel like yep. he's got the magic. I don't care about the old defensive players on the team. And, guys, I don't really know if you appreciate what you're doing right now because I, I love sports, okay? And you guys get to do this for a living. I, I, I feel like if I was on the radio, I believe I could have some listeners. And I don't want to <laughs> start a podcast. I don't want to do all that stuff. <laughs> All I want to tell you is I'm a fired-up Chicago fan, and I love my city, and the White Sox are going to win it one day. Maybe maybe they're not. Maybe they'll be like the Atlanta Braves that won 20 division titles and win one. Right. I don't care. I just love my city, and I'm, like, I'm chilling on the weekend. It's cold as hell. I wish I was in Arizona, but I just want to tell you that I love you guys and that I love Chicago, and I am all Hart Johnson, and I love Zach Levine. <laughs> Zach Levine's the real deal, and, and – Cheer on DeRozan, too, guys. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, before, yeah. Andrew, real quick, with the Bears. What? If if Justin Fields develops and we have a losing record, are you good with this season? Hell yeah. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, I am. I agree. Another I agree. Pittsburgh drive like last week on Monday Night Football? Yeah. It'd be fun Come to watch, back, Andrew. I feel like I need a job. I put me on the radio. <laughs> All right, well, Andrew, you just were. Ra- Good Ra- show. Ra- Randy Merkin's the guy. We'll, we'll tell Randy <laughs> when to listen. You know, I'm we'll from tell the Randy tr- to listen to 113 I'm- on Saturday. Go back and listen <laughs> yeah, to the tape. Right. And uh, there's your demo. I am of the church uh, church waddle on this. Yeah, I don't need them to have a winning record. Uh-huh. I just want to see Justin get better and better. And that's what Waddle's been saying from the beginning. Yeah. That's what this season is about. Now, we're starting to see <laughs> Nagy lose his mind publicly. I don't see. I had no problem with what he said the other day, and he says it's nobody's problem. But or it's no. But how exactly did he There's say? There's got to be sound here. Sean yeah. will find it. Yeah, where, yeah. But where he basically said it's it, everybody's screwing up. But instead of saying it that way, he said it a little bit different. I know, but he's still losing his mind. Well, and and you know what? Look, the the pressure is on, and for anybody who wants to see better leadership, this may be the step in the right direction. There's always pressure from the time you're hired in any job. I know, but it's a little different now. I don't it's think so. It's a little so. different. I think it I is. disagree. Sean, weigh in. I think everybody thinks there's more pressure when you're losing or not winning. There's pressure every single game. Coaches know they're hired to be fired. Nobody's a coach for life. Right, right. But Unless Sean, you're in Pittsburgh. Do you, Sean, do you think that there's any more pressure right now? Does Isn't Maggie acting, or Maggie, Maggie acting a little more uh, a little squirrely now? It's just it's starting to, you know, the wheels are starting to wobble on the bus. Well, I think he's kind of uneven 
And what you said? Yeah, this he's, is. He's the, I'm, of, I've noticed he's something. Very much out of character. He and he, it's not the cockiness isn't there. You know the. Uh, I'm telling you, there's something different, and, there and there's something be, to notice. There were, I think, about two weeks ago, the rumors started swirling. I forget the guy's name. We talked about it. Yeah. yeah. On Saturday, talking uh-huh. about the Bears that already started their coach. Right, 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 right. Jesse and I were talking about how you know how unprofessional that was if that was the case to leak that. Yeah, and I was shocked among even journalists. After the Steelers game that he was so pro league concerning the uh, the uh, the ref bumping his player. Right. Like him being so pro league when he's been I such know. a pro player coach. I wouldn't want to hear that as a player. Yeah. No. And, you know, maybe probably behind scenes he didn't do it. But, yeah, you're right. Some coaches will talk out against the league and stuff like that. They don't care about the fines and suspensions, things like that. Nagy doesn't come off to be that kind of guy to me. Uh, he's, but that fires up your team. Eh, it can. It can. Yeah, well, maybe it can. Maybe he feels like if he can make a run here, he yeah. can save his job. Maybe he feels like, look, I have a quarterback that's gotten to a point where I can win games with him. Right. And the schedule lightens up a little bit. If Lamar doesn't play tomorrow, that's a winnable game. Yeah. You know, the Packers have some injuries. The way Listen, the way they played with Lamar against the Miami, it's still a winnable still game. still a winnable game. Yeah. You're right. The problem is without Mack, without Hicks, um, Eddie Goldman played better. There's a good article in the Sun-Times today about Eddie Goldman. We finally found Eddie Goldman. I mean, after sitting out last year and actually struggling he earlier this year. He was on too, wasn't he? No, no I don't, well, he may, be, may have been for the first couple games. Um, but he actually played well against Pittsburgh. It was nice to see him clog up the middle. But now mm. you need some pressure on the outside without guys jumping offside. And by the way, and I was going to mention this earlier, we had the caller, and I think it was Bear, Bear fan Bob, talked about the, the ref's calls and stuff like that. We all know, and the referees basically admitted behind closed doors that they've screwed up on some of those calls in that game. At least three calls they screwed up on. But you know what? The Bears had 12 penalties. Okay? They screwed up. The Bears were bad, penalty-wise. Oh, no doubt. You've got to cut down on that. You can't win games when you're creating, you know... Uh, well, as Bob said, you're beating yourself. Yeah. You and can't they, do that. No. And they were doing it. Now, Eddie Jackson... Silly penalties. I'm thinking Eddie Jackson's back this week. More than likely looks yeah. like he's going to be back. And that would be nice for the Bears, not necessarily because he's a great tackler, but because in the passing game, he can actually shut some people down. Um I think I saw a thing earlier this week. There's only been three guys that have played every game or every game this year. No, that can't be right. There's three guys who played every defensive snap. I think it was Vildor, Jalen Johnson, and Roquan Smith. And other than that, you know. <laughs> well, two of the three I like playing every snap. You're not uh, sure about Vildor, yeah, huh? Vildor, yeah. Hey, he's a second-year guy. I mean, it's going to take him a while to figure it out. And uh, I have seen him get beat early and then figure it out later in the game. You'd rather he do that in practice than in the game. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting tomorrow because the Ravens can put up points, and uh, they just didn't do it against Miami. And, um, you know, Miami blitzed them. They, they put pressure on them. I don't know that the Bears can put that much kind of pressure on Jackson tomorrow without Mack and without Hicks. Well, and if Jackson doesn't play, yeah. you know, that um – that seems like, look, I, I know he's sick. We don't know what the reason is, but I've got to wonder if they're kind of looking at the Bears and saying this is a good time to give him some time off. Maybe, but coming off of a loss, that's not necessarily That's great. not, it doesn't seem like the right frame of mind. Yeah, but yeah. 312-332-3776. We got a lot of Bulls stuff to talk about. We're here till 2.30. I want to talk about the Bulls because I want to ask you, our poll question about the Bulls is at the end of the season, where will the Bulls finish in the Eastern Conference? Right now, the Bulls are tied for second, okay, in the Eastern Conference. 
question is, where are they going to finish? We have four options, one or two, three or four, five or six, or seven or eight. Now, all the options puts them in the playoffs, but I can't imagine there's a Bulls fan out there that does not think the Bulls are going to be a playoff team this year. Let us know. We'll talk some Bulls. We come back. 312-332-3776. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN1000. in Louisville did not turn out well for the Chicago Red Stars as the Washington Spirit win their first uh, NWSL championship. 2-1 over the Red Stars. It's a shame. It would have been nice to see the Red Stars get a win, but it's nice to get to a championship game. Yep. It's always nice to get to a championship game. It's always better to win one. <laughs> you know. Master of the obvious. <laughs> well, yeah, but it is. You know, people say, well, you got to. Yeah, but you didn't win. And I'm sure that that's the way but they all feel right now. It's a consolidation prize. Yeah. Right? The consolation. 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 <laughs> yeah. There'd be nothing worse than a second place trophy. And I'm, I'm so glad I grew up in an era where they, you didn't get trophies unless you won. We didn't get trophies for second oh, place. Oh, the us. angry old man's showed up. Well, you know, come on. Trophy for participation. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's go to some callers, talks and bulls. We go to Park Ridge and Harris here on ESPN 1000. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, guys. Good to hear from you guys. What's up? The Bulls are good. We, I think, we know, we knew it here. The national media, they really didn't really want to give us any credit, but we, we made some great moves. I say, worst case scenario, we finished fourth. I think realistically, we're a, probably a third, third best team, maybe second, because the Nets are, might not never get their stuff together all season. So I think second or third is realistic for us. We've got a solid team. Maybe add a, add a big, but that's about it. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough rebounding without Vucevic in there, without a big guy. I mean, uh, Bradley's trying. He's he seems to stumble a little bit. Usually in the second half, he plays better than the first half, but um, he doesn't rebound much. I'm looking at the at the stats from last night, Harris. Look at this. Your top rebounders last night were Jones Jr., Javante Green, and Desumu. They each had let's see, Green had nine rebounds, and Desumu and uh, Jones had eight each. Those are your leading rebounders. That's not the way it's supposed to work. 100%. I, I, I watched the game, and you just see these little guards flying all over the place and catching these loose rebounds. And, uh, yeah, you're right. He's that clumsy big guy that comes in, like, second or third off the bench when, when the, uh, the, the first two guys are tired. We just need him, I guess. That's what we're missing. Yeah, it definitely is. Harris, appreciate the call. Thanks, bud. Right now, for the stats, just so you know, um, the Nets are 12-5. and five. And they are on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat and the Bulls. The Heat and the Bulls are both eleven and five. The Wizards are ten and five, and the Hornets are ten and seven. Um, Sean, you're more of a basketball guy than I am. The Wizards and Hornets being off to the good starts is that surprising? It's surprising for a lot of people, but if you really know basketball, the the job that Washington did in that trade with uh, Russell Westbrook sending him to the Lakers, uh-huh. the haul they got back with. Caldwell Pope and Kuzma. Kuzma was a good player. Yeah. Really good player, up-and-coming player before LeBron got there. And LeBron just has such a high usage rate that anybody else that needs the ball to be a good player, right? they struggle. Yeah, and, You know, Bradley Bill has proven over the last two years. Last year, he drug that team. Sure. 
to where they got to in the 8-9 spot in the play-in. So you have a guy like that. You get rid of Russell Westbrook, who, once again, a high-usage guy. Yeah. And you spread the ball around to and we saw that. The, what we saw that, we watched the Bulls game against yeah. them. Yeah, because that's Don't forget, all those him. guys that came over, they've won a championship. Yeah. So they know how to play good basketball. It is the regular season, though. Yep. And that's the only thing I would say. Like, I don't know if they translate well to playoff basketball, but as far as regular season basketball, I think Washington is going to be here to stay at least a top four or five seed. So let's go to the northwest side. And Ben, Ben, you're on ESPN 1000 with Fred and Xander. What's up? Hey, Ben. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, first time caller. First time able to connect to y'all. Feeling pretty lucky today. Cool. Um, I heard a lot of uh, conversation from Nuggets fans over Twitter talking about how, you know, Nuggets without MPJ, without Jokic. I mean, when you have a lot of other assets on that team that can really pick up the slack. And when you're looking at the Bulls, you're looking at a core group of players and a core bench. Um, but when you don't have bigs, you know, and as you guys talked about, especially uh, Booch and Pat Williams, who's unfortunately out for the season at the yeah, moment, right. that can really expand the floor. Um, you're really creating a lot more opportunities for, you know, the rest of the core scorers. And I really really don't think a lot of other uh, NBA teams really credit uh, a lot of the players that the Bulls have on the bench, especially a lot of other fan bases I know who give credit to, you know, Caruso's coming up with a lot of highlights more recently. But I think worst-case scenario, like absolutely worst-case scenario, and I think that's going to be due to, like, just the, the durability that the Bulls have and the lack of players that they unfortunately will have throughout the season is going to be about five or six seeds this season um best case scenario i see them being a you know top two seed and i think the nets are definitely going to be up there um bucks are going to turn it around i mean how can they not um and i do i do eventually see the wizards and uh the hornets falling off in terms of that long you know long tenured season we're talking about 70 games left you know right right yeah, there's uh, there's a long time left. And he brings up a great point. We appreciate the call, Ben. He brings up a great point because Patrick Williams getting hurt with that wrist injury, having him down for the whole year, he's another guy that can get rebounds for you. Not having Vucevic in a five-game trip, they come back three and two and they beat the Clippers, the Lakers, and, and the Nuggets. And I like I said, I... You keep hearing people say, "Well, Jokic isn't there." Well, okay, well, Vucevic isn't there. Well, you just got to see, and that's yeah. a great point. It, uh, the college has made that uh, you know Denver saying, "Well, you know, we don't have our big man." Well, right. it's like, well, you have to adapt. Yeah, because anything can happen. You go to the playoffs, you better be ready to play without a star. Yeah. If you're going to go that far, because injuries happen. Things happen. They do. And uh, the Bulls have seen that already this year with Patrick Williams being down, Vucevic with the um, the problem with COVID. And also, he is not... And he's set to come back. Well, Billy Donovan said that he has not been able to have two back-to-back negative tests. But it's been... It's, it's been a bit. It's been te- well, eight days okay. at least. Well, hopefully we're getting close. Yeah, and he also hasn't done any cardio because he's not, he's not back, so he's not. So when he does come back, it's ha- not going to be immediate. No. So right. uh, there's going you know they they got the- targeted to be back for the Pacers originally. Originally, yeah. yeah. And now but it might end up being a game or two after that. Yeah, so they got the Knicks tomorrow night. Should be a fun game. Seven o'clock start. A uh, Sunday night game at uh, the United Center. We come back. We'll talk more about the Bulls. Look a little bit into last night's game. We'll hear from head coach Billy Donovan. Hopefully, we'll hear from you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
Fred and Xander till two thirty. Uh, before we're out of here, I'll talk. We'll talk about the Genesis concert. Uh, I went and saw Genesis at um, the United Center on Tuesday. I I'm, purposely did not read the review in the paper because I wanted a huge review. Okay, he. Um, um, I haven't been to the United Center in a long time. To show you how long it's been since I've been to the United Center, I was the last time I was at the United Center, the Jordan statue was still outside. What? Yeah. How does that happen? Easy. <laughs> well, actually, I take that back because I did go to an event uh, two years ago, but I didn't go past the Jordan statue, okay. so I didn't see it. This was the first time I saw the Jordan statue in the, what do they call it, the atrium or yeah. whatever? I not yeah. The last time I saw the Jordan statue it was outside. So that's how long it's been since I've been to the UC. And people say, Well, you're a sports guy, shouldn't you go to games? No. No, that's what they make TV for. That's exactly what they make really big screen TVs for. <laughs> yeah. And mine's is, mine's not a really big. It's only fifty five inch. I've got there's several people at this radio station that work Monday through Friday who have much bigger TVs than I do. Yeah. Yeah. We're comparing TVs now. Well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and I'm waiting for mine to go bad so I can buy another one because it's it's just not proper TV etiquette to get rid of a TV before it goes bad. You can give it to somebody. I could. I have Did tried you just, to give other wait, ones. Wait, wait, wait. You just gave away a car. Two cars. You just gave away two <laughs> cars and you're having an issue giving away a TV? Yeah. Those are different because you get a car, you're going to give it away. The TV, <laughs> you different. almost, I almost get, you You use your TV almost as much as you use your car. You use your TV probably, probably more. more. Somebody yeah. like you that doesn't like oh to go outside. God. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but I'm waiting. I've got, I've got a, a, a Samsung plasma TV and an LG um, LED TV. And I'm waiting till they go yeah, back before no, I buy another one. I get one. that. I get that. But you have given away cars, so you have no excuse. There must be somebody in your life that could use a bigger TV than they, than they have, and that would give you the excuse to buy up. But it, it will. Okay. Yeah. When I, buy, when I get into the new house, maybe. We'll see. 312-332-3776. You want to talk some Bulls basketball. They were uh, nice winners last night. 114-108 over Denver. Levine to Jones. <laughs> Levine, tough run to the rim, oh, and a foul! Here's Levine to the rim! Green the rebound, out to Dosumu, that's a three, goal! Give me the hot sauce, I.O. Silver! Levine, step back, another one! Good again! Let me step back and kiss myself. Levine on the drive, he's looking to close, the spin, what a finish! Big time players make big time plays, Bulls Nation. Here's Levine. Catch and shoot three. Yes, sir. Ball comes for the screen. Rivers on the switch. Levine. Long two. It's good. And for the first time since 2006, the Bulls have come to the Mile High City and picked up a victory. Drive home safe to Chicago. Beep, beep. How weird is that? That's first time since 2006 they beat the Nuggets in Denver. That's that's a hell of a long time to go without beating the Nuggets there. Highlights courtesy NBC Sports Chicago, Adam Amin, Stacey King. The only problem I have with Stacey King, and it's the stupidest, the dumbest little thing I've ever you've ever heard. Okay, and this is where I say big surprise. When when Zach Levine's hitting shots yeah. like crazy, yeah. and he just yells, Stop it. You don't want him to stop it. 
You want him to keep going. Yeah, but that's that, oh, stop it. They, it's, I know. Yeah, right. I, I, every you time know, when I he said I owe silver, yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I think I've, I I shouted, yes. I yeah. like that because, I like it too. you know, Stacey-isms are, you know, depending on who you are and whatever, sometimes they're missed for me. But when he said that, I'm like, that's a yeah. keeper. Yeah, that's right, a keeper. Right before that, I want to say the series right before that, Iowa went down. He's going to the basket, and the guy was going to block the shot, so he tried to throw it backwards. He was going to the right side of the basket, and he turned to his right and tried to like flip it over his head back. And it's like, oh my god, that's that's awful. And then the very next play, they're hustling their tails off, and they make a great play. And um, Iowa's been so much fun to watch. And um, Sean, I know you're a big fan of his, but. When, just imagine he was a second round pick. What people have seen this year with him, he would have been a lot. He would have been a lot higher after they've seen what they've seen this year, haven't they? Well, being an Illini fan, I would love <laughs> to have him back on that team after that loss to Marquette. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Hanley like that. You know, it's just one of those things where the NBA values more youth and higher ceiling over production. Uh huh. And the production he had at Illinois for three seasons and the way he raised the level of that program should have been an automatic pick in the lottery. Yeah. I think anybody paying attention was excited when they were able to draft. Him. Absolutely. Yeah. I was. I, I certainly Absolutely. was, and, and I'm a very, very, very casual college basketball And I, I think one of the things I like about him most is his defense. His defense? He works confident. his tail off on yeah. defense. But yeah. his defense is his calling card, and people really don't understand that. Of course, here in Chicago, he was highly touted, you know, but right. he wasn't like a top 15 right. guy, lot, you know, straight out of high school guy. He goes to Team USA with Grimes and some of the other youngsters under a coach self uh-huh. and makes the team primarily by becoming the best defender on the team. Right. And he he wasn't even expected to make that team, the under-18 team. He goes to Illinois his first year. He's the best defender on the team yeah. because he hasn't developed his shot yet and he haven't, hasn't developed his offense he comes back the second year, and all of that meshes together, and all of a sudden, you have a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate both years in his sophomore and, and junior, uh, junior season. It's nice to see that he was there for his junior year. But that's the way basketball should be. I agree with I you. I mean, unless unless <laughs> there I mean, was one if, time where you had to be there for senior year too, but yeah. that's a long time ago. If you're LeBron James, I get it. Yeah, like if you're a LeBron James, Kobe Bryant type. Yeah, I get it. Don't go. go. I don't get care. your money. Yeah, that's fine. You know, but you need development. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt. No, not at all. And his his shot, I like that he gets to the basket really well. His shot is still a little awkward looking. It's always been awkward. Yeah. Not as bad as as Lonzo Ball's was coming out of college. No, but I got to tell you, man. But he'll get better. Lonzo Ball has improved on everything. His outside shooting, they couldn't believe it. I think I heard twice already this year he's made seven threes in a game. I mean, that's ridiculous what he's been able Just to do. Back to three years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was brutal. But you know what I miss? And his pass. He had one pass. I'm sorry. He had one pass last night to Derrick Jones. Yeah, top of the key, and he threw this pass like it. It would have fit through like a little small little hole about the size of a basketball. There was there were guys on both sides, and he got this through it. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. Yeah. how he got that ball there, and um, the pass he threw to Levine uh, earlier in the trip. You know, with the actually, I was at the, one of the last home games where he got the he got that's when Caruso made the play, flipped at the ball, and the ball took it and it just threw it like a quarterback to mm-hmm. a, a break. It's fun to watch. I mean, you know, we had Andrew the caller earlier that watched her work in radio apparently, <laughs> and um, it's 
you know, that's what's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about what we're seeing now from the Bulls, who finally have made it to what the other teams in the and NBA and have been doing for seeing, years. And people are seeing the management on yeah. down. Yep. It's all positive. It's all good. Yeah, everything. And Billy Donovan, looking at the sideline, he called an early timeout yesterday in the second half. Even though it wasn't getting necessarily out of hand, he said, we're going to do it. And Adam Amin said, as, he's, as he likes to do, early timeout for the Bulls and Billy Donovan. Let's go to Lakeview. And, Larry, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Larry. Hey. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Doing good. well. Good. So two things. First, if I can, first, I.O., um, Yes, he's from Illinois. It seems like no one that, like, picked him up has watched Illinois basketball or just NCAA basketball. Um, I think he can easily become the third or fourth best production person on the team. And if you look at his last four games, he's almost there. I'm talking production for a minute. You know, yesterday he won 20 minutes. He has 10 points, 8 rebounds, and I forgot what else. It's like every game when he was, like, playing, like, 16 minutes, he had 12 points, and then a steal, and then a couple of sets. I really like the way that Donovan is increasing his minutes slowly so he can become used to the game. But I think that if these minutes start going up higher, that he's really going to be a production person. And then the second thing was just Donovan compared to Nagy. I mean, Donovan is a professional coach. If you ever look at their interviews, the way they speak, the way that they act, he takes timeouts, he knows what the hell he's doing. Nagy is not. I'll leave it up to you guys. Larry, appreciate the call. That's And well, the Billy's got it together, and yeah. Nagy not so much anymore. That's the one thing that the Bears uh, have done. For the exception of John Fox, they've never hired a guy that had a head coaching job before. All the other guys they right. brought in, Dave Watson, even Mike Ditka. You know, again, Mike Ditka, Wadstead, all these other Did, guys. Ditka was an assistant or a defensive coach, right? He was originally, he was a uh, special teams coach. Okay. And um, so all the guys they brought in were not head coaches before. Billy Donovan was a head coach. Billy Donovan ran the show in Florida. Billy Donovan ran the show where he was in the pros. And now he comes in here. He's an established head coach. And you see that. And um, it's not Jim Jim Boylan, okay? It's not not that. It is a world of difference. Yeah. A world yeah. of difference. And and that helps, too, with your veteran players. The veteran players know what to respect. And sometimes you get, you know, players, even if your guy deserves some respect, he's your head coach. If you're not, he doesn't have the history behind him, you're not going to respect him. And it's just a player's thing. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something. Let's, uh, let's go to the ice real quick. I think that that was part of the Colleton thing. Now, you see what's happening with... Uh, uh, Derek, Derek King, yeah, yeah, Derek King. However, Mark Crawford is in there too. Mark Crawford has been the head coach. Uh, he was the head coach of uh, the Canucks years ago. Uh-huh. So you know, there's that that previous experience, and uh, you know, probably respect from the players. So you're right. I mean, you bring in a head coach. That's the easiest way to uh, get somebody, a player, to respect them to have a head coach that has a track record. At halftime yesterday, it was 53. 252. The Bulls had a one point lead. Now, the Bulls let a game get away from them in Portland earlier, before that Denver game. After the two wins in LA, they let a game get away from them in Portland. Billy Donovan said that the players kind of brought up the Portland game yesterday at halftime of this one. They talked about it, you know, at halftime, you know, that listen, 
you know, we, we've got to come out and, you know, we've got to be aggressive and, you know, we've got to kind of set, set the tempo and the stage of the game. And I thought we did. You know, we, we started out on defense. We got to stop. We got out in transition a little bit. But the biggest thing was we got stops and we ran and we played downhill at the basket. And it was good to see us respond because once we got up by 10 or 12, you know, give them credit. I mean, they responded too. I mean, they cut it all the way down to three and it was back down to six and it went back up to eight and then it was back to 10 and it was back down to four. I mean, they, they kept fighting and both teams kind of answered each other's runs. But I thought it was important that we came out of the locker room a lot differently than we did in Portland because I thought that third quarter – you know, even though we had a four or five point lead at the at the end of the fourth, it was we just broke the momentum of the game, and we had we had opportunities where we were we were up I think fourteen points, and we got like three consecutive stops, and we turned the ball over three consecutive times, and they bang bang made two threes, you know now it's six points, and now all of a sudden it's down to eight, and then the game totally flipped, and um, you know we had some broken assignments defensively, you know tonight that we can take a look at. It was you know, I, th- I thought it was hard for both teams because it, we were, both teams were so small and, there's, and and you're trying to switch and it's hard when guys are turning down screens, manipulating screens, twisting screens, and we certainly had some real real blown coverages defensively on Barton and Capazzo going downhill, um, but we were able to kind of stay afloat by getting to the free throw line with Tamar and then some of Zach's shot making. Yeah, Zach shot-making, and Stacey King brought up the point yesterday in the third quarter, midway through and late in the third quarter, and he even asked uh, Zach Levine about it yesterday after the game, that the the Nuggets were um, had already committed five fouls, so the Bulls were in the bonus, okay? Bulls were in the bonus with like five and a half minutes to go. So, so Zach Levine had an opportunity to take a couple outside shots. He didn't do it. He drove to the basket, got fouled. Knew he was going to the line. Make it or not, this way where he stands outside, he's not going to get the shot because I can't remember if it was yesterday or the Portland game, but the the free throws were ridiculous early in the game. The free throws were like 24 to 6, and then it, it kind of balanced out a little bit. But the Bulls got to the free throw line in the third quarter. Uh, DeRozan actually in the fourth quarter kept getting there, and I was really paying attention because I had the Bulls minus 2, and it was only 2 with about a minute and a half to go. And DeRozan kept making free throws. The Bulls didn't miss. They were 24 of 24 from the free throw line. And, Sean, you know as well as me, the Bulls shooting free throws have never been good. They haven't been good for decades shooting free throws. Going back to the Derrick Rose team, right? Yeah. You know what? A lot of people might be upset. This might be the most, since the Jordan era, this might be the most enjoyable Bulls team to watch. Yeah. I didn't say say they were better than the Derrick Rose teams. But as far as watching the game, free-flowing offense, two guys that can close. Yep. And they play defense. Well, the style of defense is not so much shut you down. They create chaos for the offense. And Alex Caruso helps a lot. Oh, man, he has been fantastic (laughs) out front with Lonzo Ball. He made some defensive plays yesterday where the, the guy with the ball had no idea where he was going. And Caruso was in front of him every single step. And you don't see defensive guys like that very often. No, and it's it's funny you never see him in the Bulls. The rarest thing is he fights over screens. Yes, he does. And they talked about that last night. I don't night. know how he snakes his way around hips, yeah. but everybody else gets caught on the hip. He finds a way to get around the screen and stay in front of his man. Yeah, yeah, that's he what did, effort to do for you. He didn't do great uh, shooting the ball yesterday. One of eight. Uh, he made his two free throws, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, he had just four points, but you can't imagine winning a game without him playing the defense on uh, the ball handlers out top. 
So 312-332-3776. Jump on in. We're here till uh, 2.30. I want to talk about that Genesis concert I went to the other day. They played Monday and Tuesday at the United Center. We'll talk about that when we come back. Fred and Xander here on ESPN 1000.